<laughs> got her. You did. <laughs> Hi, honey. How you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Are, are you ready to learn about Eze? <laughs> Eze. Sure, mm-hmm. I'm in ready. In the Bible, Eze is in the Bible. No. He, but he is. I mean, this is Eze one through seven. I think you mean Ezekiel. Easy, easy, Ezekiel. It's the same. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, so last time, uh, God got super pissed off yet again. Um, uh, Elam got hit by hit by guilt by association type thing. Uh, God's gonna destroy him, but then he's gonna pick up his shit later. And uh, God is gonna cut them all in half, and then pimp walk or. River dance. It was river dancing. Mm-hmm. He's gonna river dance uh, in between their separated corpses. Yeah, that was last time. Yeah, and then he's got to do three tea bags on each corpse too. He does. Yeah. What does that do? Is that like bless them or something? I don't. Know. Okay. It's what those edgy teenagers do, like on Call of Duty and shit. Yeah, it's just like part of the ritual. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we're gonna start off Easy E's testimony here. Okay. Um, Easy E begins with a vision that he received from the Lord. And that vision is of some really fucked up creations by God. I don't even know what in the fuck they were. It's like four creatures. Uh, they looked kind of human, but they had four faces and four wings, and they had feet like. Uh, a calf but they were like all bronze or something so I, I don't know if they dipped them in like some kind of like molten bronze or something but uh, anyways underneath the wings they had some hands it, basically <clears throat> god played with crisper a little bit and he really fucked up a couple of animals and he wanted to show them off to easy but it, all it did was like really scare the shit out of them i mean that would scare the shit out of me <laughs> yeah shit yeah if you had something that had four faces and four wings that had hands also underneath the wings, and then each face had like parts of a lion and ox and an eagle on it, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to fuck with whatever kind of mad scientist was experimenting with that shit. Anyways, um, all these things also came with a lot of special effects shit, so that made it sound made it look pretty frightening and terrifying despite all of the biological shit going on there um they apparently also had sparkly bedazzled wheels with hella nice rims above their heads there was this vault thing but it was like bedazzled like god would like it but that's because you could see god through this vault or something um and anyways god was dressed basically like iron man but his pants were on fire because he's been lying this entire time mm-hmm. um easy e then fell to his knees but god told him to get his bitch ass up and then get fucked by the holy spirit <clears throat> god told easy e to speak uh his word to the israelites which is something that god always does you know, but his pants usually aren't on fire at the time. But <laughs> in this case, he was obviously lying about it. God then tells Easy E to open wide, close his eyes, and then take whatever he puts in his mouth. <laughs> I this is this is getting very grapey here, so I, I don't understand it. Anyways, then God face fucks his mouth with the scroll and tells him to eat that shit. 
Um, Easy E took it like a man. Uh, he took that scroll and even swallowed it. He apparently liked it a lot. God uh, tells Easy E that it's uh, going to get really bad, and that was the vision. Apparently, I don't know why he had to face fucking with the scroll in order to tell him that shit's going to get bad, but apparently that was necessary. Uh, Easy E went on a bender for seven days after being sexually assaulted by God in his dream. <laughs> vision. Vision, dream, vision, I guess. Anyways, he went on a seven-day bender in Tel Aviv, which I can hardly blame him for. I mean, that was probably pretty traumatic. <clears throat> God then surprised Eze and was like, what the fuck, yo? God says that if uh, if these dumb fucks and pointing around to all the Israelites in the bar at that time, which was probably not a good idea to do, but in any case, he says if any of these dumb fucks die before Eze warns them about the coming uh, fuckery that God is going to lay upon them, then Eze is going to fry in hell. God uh, then tells Eze to go to a plane where God has put five signs up. The first sign is jail time, where he's roped to a chair. That's not fun. I don't want to know what God has planned for him while he's roped to a chair. But anyways, uh, then he tells him to do an erect siege on Jerusalem. And so he obeyed. He got completely naked and did a siege completely erect. <laughs> I think at one point he has to scream at a wall or something, too. Whilst fully erect. Hopefully whilst he doesn't stand too erect. close to the wall. Maybe his head has to touch the wall. Okay. <laughs> the third sign, God tells him to shove sin up his ass and then lay on his side for about 400 days for reasons unknown. <laughs> but not only does he have to do that, but he has to do it yet again for Judah because the first one was for Israel for whatever reason. And then the second one's for. Judah, but this time he's got to be tied up with sin filling his ass, and um, he's he's tied up on one side so that he can't switch back and forth. I mean, he'll be tied up both times. Oh. Mm-hmm. I mean, in order for me to keep, keep sin up my ass for 400 days, I would think that you would need to tie my ass up. Um. And then now that's those both of those things were the third sign. So the, now the fourth sign. Uh, God gives him a food plan, and you're not going to like it. <laughs> um, he tells him when to eat, how much to eat, how much to drink, when to drink and eat, and everything like that. Um, and then God tells him, you're not going to believe this, God tells him to use his own shit to cook his bread. Oh, not his own. Human shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you think any of this is supposed to be correct. <laughs> or like it would matter if it was his own or someone else's, if that's e better. <laughs> Easy E takes a shit and lights it on fire in order to cook his food, okay? That's what it's going to be. Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be correct. Okay. But Easy E's like, hold up, hold up, fuck that. I'm not going to take a shit and light it on fire, okay? I'm not 12. Bridge too far. <laughs> God then is like, okay, okay, I get it. That's a little too weird for you. But 
Um, God allows him to use cow shit. So Easy E gets a cow to shit and then he lights the cow shit on fire, which I don't know if that makes it better or worse, but you're still cooking shit with shit. God is going to, all of this though, is is to send the message that God is going to starve out Jerusalem with shitty food. And then the fifth sign, he tells Easy to shove his head, uh, to shave, not shove, sorry. (laughs) He got a little confused there with God. To shave his head and his beard. And then God has him do some really weird shit with his hair that's left over. We'll leave that for the Bible study, I guess. Because obviously we're going to have to go through this. God uh, then goes ahead and he restates that he definitely hates the people in Jerusalem. Um, that he So, so what he's going to do is... Um, He's going to shave all of their hair off their bodies. Completely clean of hair. He he likes them hairless. <laughs> Apparently, though, the children are going to start eating their parents, and the parents will start eating the children. So, like, one day uh, they're going to eat Timmy's left leg, and then the next day they're going to eat uh, Dad's right toe or something. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, the kids eat the parents, and the parents eat the kids. It's not like one day they all eat one person's stuff. The parents don't eat each other. They just eat their children. And the children don't eat their siblings. They just eat their parents altogether. Like some kind of horrific Stephen King novel. (laughs) Well, I feel like this is kind of a weird human centipede type situation. Anyways, God will then let everybody know that he is not a motherfucker to fuck with. You know, doing horrible shit to him all the time. I mean... God's just not somebody you want to fuck with. Anyways, uh, Easy E will then uh, prophesize uh, against the mountains and the high places. I'm not sure why. Uh, he just pretty much looks at the mountains and screams, Fuck you, God don't like your ass. Uh, and then Easy E is going to proclaim that the end has come and that they're all fucked. So there you go. That's what we're covering today. It's a lot. It is. It's uh, Easy E one through seven. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he gonna be spitting some fire. Yep. Are you ready to get right to it? Since it's uh, so long. It is very long. Let's let's jump into the intro and then into the Bible study. All right. Let's roll. What's up, heathens? How, How y'all, y'all doing? doing? All right, honey. Well, I know that we got a lot to go through today because yeah. I fucked it all up. So <laughs> it's just uh, it's just a long one in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just get right on into Easy E's weird <laughs> fucked up vision. Okay, Ezekiel. We're gonna be starting with Ezekiel, and we're gonna do one through seven today. All right. In my thirtieth year, in the fourth month, on the fifth day, while I was among the exiles by the Kebar River. The heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. On the fifth month, it was the fifth year of the exile of King Jehoiachin. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, by the Kebar River in the land of the Babylonians. There the hand of the Lord was on him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I looked and I saw a windstorm coming out of the north. This is Ezekiel talking, okay? 
An immense cloud was fla- uh, with flashing lightning and surrounded by brilliant light. The center of the fire looked like glowing metal, and in the fire was what looked like four living creatures. In appearance, their form was human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight. Their feet were like those of a calf and gleamed like burnished bronze. Under their wings were... Uh, on their four sides, they had human hands. All four of them had faces and wings, and the wings of one touched the wings of another. Each one went straight ahead. They did not turn as they moved. kind of feel like this is a reference to the island of Dr. Monroe or something like that. I don't know what that is, but this sounds creepy as hell. Yeah. That, well, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, that, that's what I mean um, with, the, with that reference. Uh, it just kind of sounds like a uh, scientist got drunk with CRISPR and just decided to fuck up a couple of like homeless people. <laughs> it's it's pretty. It seems pretty terrifying. So their faces looked like this. Each of the four had the face of a human being, and on the right side, each had the face of a lion. On the left, the face of an ox. Each also had the face of an eagle. Such were their faces. They each had two wings spreading out upward, each wing touching that of the cre- of the creature on either side, and each had two other wings covering its body. Each one went straight ahead. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go, without turning as they went. The appearance of the living creatures was like burning coals of fire or like torches. A fire moved back and forth among the creatures. It was bright and lightning flashed out of it. The creatures sped back and forth like flashes of lightning. I can't even envision what this would be like. I mean, mean, it's incredibly descriptive, but it makes legit no fucking sense. Yeah, I mean, it really sounds like maybe he just had a little bit too much wine one night. This is acid. This is acid. (laughs) Obviously, they had acid back then, so yeah. As I looked at the living creatures, I saw a wheel on the ground beside each creature with its four faces. This was the appearance and structure of the wheels. They sparkled like topaz, and all four looked alike. Each appeared to be made like a wheel intersecting a wheel. As they moved, they would go in they would go in any one of the four directions the creatures faced. The wheels did not change direction as the creatures went. Their rims were high and awesome, and all four rims were full of eyes all around. <laughs> they see me rolling. <laughs> They hate in. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> when the living creatures moved, the wheels beside them moved. And when the living creatures rose from the ground, the wheels also rose. Wherever the spirit would go, they would go. And the wheels would rise along with them. Because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels. When the creatures moved, they also moved. When the creatures stood still, they also stood still. And when the creatures rose from the ground, the wheels rose along with them. Because the spirit of the living creatures was in the wheels spread out above the heads of the living creatures was what looked like something like a vault sparkling and crystal and awesome under the vault uh their wings were stretched out one toward the other and each had two wings covering its body when the creatures moved i heard the sound of their wings like the roar of rushing waters like the voice of the almighty like the tumult of an army when they stood still they lowered their wings Then there came a voice from above the vault over their heads as they stood with lowered wings. Above the vault over their heads was what looked like a throne of lapis lazuli, and high above on a throne was a figure like that of a man. I saw that from what appeared to be his waist up, he looked like glowing metal, as if full full of fire, 
and that from there down, he looked like fire and brilliant light surrounded him like the appearance of a rainbow in the clouds on a rainy day. So was the radiance around him. This was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord. When I saw it, I fell face down and I heard the voice of one speaking. You know, it's really hard to differentiate between God and Satan. Because, like, you know, whenever you think about Satan, you think of, like, a fiery pit of hell, right? Mm. God is also enveloped in flames. <laughs> yes, but it's brilliant flame. I mean, fuck, Sparkling. I don't know. I mean, yeah. the Satan flames could be brilliant as well. I wouldn't think that Satan would have, like, shitty lighting effects. But, like, there. Satan has, like, red and orange tint, right? Okay. And God is white fire. Oh white fire okay mm-hmm. so it's Supposedly. like phosphorus or something like that isn't that I'm, like illegal to like use like <laughs> in wartime like i feel i mean I feel, I feel like we as as humans have been like you know what this is just way too abhorrent to use during war i don't care who you're fighting but god's up there like bring on the phosphorus <laughs> <laughs> i mean he's i would say he's not using it against anybody but we know how god is <laughs> yeah So uh, he heard the voice. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Uh, He said to me, son of man, stand up on your feet and I will speak to you. As he spoke, the spirit came into me and raised me to my feet. And I heard him speaking to me. Oh, shit. The Holy Spirit's using him like a puppet. Mm -hmm. He said, son of man, I am sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been in revolt against me to this very day. The people to whom I am sending you are obstinate and stubborn. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. And whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are a rebellious people, they will know that a prophet has been among them. And you, son of man, do not be afraid of them or their words. Do not be afraid through briars and thorns are though briars and thorns are all around you and you live among scorpions. Do not be afraid of what they will say or be terrified by them, though they are a rebellious people. You must speak my words to them, whether they listen or fail to listen, for they are rebellious. But you, son of man, listen to what I say to you. Do not rebel like that, rebellious people. Open your mouth and eat what I give you. What? (laughs) Close your eyes and open your mouth. I'm going to put something in it. (laughs) We're about to find out what he's going to put in it. You ready? then i looked and i saw a hand stretched out to me in it was a scroll which he unrolled before me on both sides of it were written words of lament and mourning and woe and he said to me son of man eat what is before you eat this scroll then go and speak to the people of israel so i opened my mouth and he gave me the scroll to eat then he said to me son of man eat this scroll i am giving you and fill your stomach with it So I ate it, and it tasted as sweet as honey in my mouth. Wow. I mean, that's like, (laughs) I I, I mean, if God came to me and was like, you best eat this scroll. This is like Um, exotic paper eaters. Yeah. (laughs) Not exotic, erotic. Oh, my God. Erotic. Erotic. It's like erotic paper eaters. Uh, I mean, I was I was thinking exotic. I'm like, what? Like, it's made from bamboo deep in Amazon or something? (laughs) I meant erotic, and it's been a long day. Erotic paper eaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, God definitely has some weird fetishes. It's probably just at this point in history, God's probably getting bored of the same old shit every day. 
I mean, I know that we're pretty tired of this whole fire and brimstone thing that he's been pushing, but we're not anywhere near done with that. I need something different. I want to get this fuck to eat paper. Just watch. (laughs) He's going to love it, too. He's going to describe it it like honey. Mm -hmm. He'll do it. Uh, He then said to me, son of man, go now to the people of Israel and speak my words to them. He can't read them off the scroll now because they're they're eaten and pretty soon they'll be shit, right? Well, obviously, if you eat it, (gasps) then you. I feel like this is some kind of cycle. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. He eats the words. He tells people what they are. While he's telling people what they are, he's digesting them. Then he shits the words out and uses the words as the fuel to burn to bake his bread. You know, there's actual bread company <laughs> that uses the Ezekiel thing as as like a, um, like a advertisement. Like it, it's called Ezekiel bread. What now? Mm-hmm. It's in, it's, I mean, like, it's at the Kroger that we shop at. You can go there. It's got like a Zeke, it's got a Bible verse on it. It's like Ezekiel something in a fuck. I don't know. Do you think that people know that Ezekiel baked his bread over shit? I don't know. I feel like that's really bad advertising. (laughs) I don't know, but I I bet you they have a big demand for cow shit over there. That is, I'm gonna have to look that up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Okay. Are you ready to continue? Definitely. Okay. Let's get this shit rolling. <laughs> he then said to me, son of man, go now to the people of Israel and speak my words to them. You are not being sent to a people of obscure speech and strange language, but to the people of Israel, not to many peoples of obscure speech and strange language whose words you cannot understand. Surely if I had sent you to them, they would have listened to you. But the people of Israel are not willing to listen to you because they are not willing to listen to me. For all the Israelites are hardened and obstinate. But I will make you as unyielding and hardened as they are. I will make your forehead like the hardest stone, harder than flint. Do not be afraid of them or terrified by them, though they are a rebellious people. He said to me, Son of man, listen carefully and take all to heart the words I speak to you. Go now to your people in exile and speak to them. Say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says, whether they listen or fail to listen. Then the spirit lifted me up and I heard behind me a loud rumbling sound as the glory of the Lord rose from the place where it was standing. It was the sound of the wings of the living creatures brushing against each other and the sound of the wheels beside them, a loud rumbling sound. The spirit then lifted me up and took me away and I went in bitterness and in anger of my spirit with the strong hand of the Lord on me. I came to the exiles who lived at Tel Aviv near the Kebar River And there, where they were living, I sat among them for seven days, deeply distressed. And drunk. (laughs) He did. I feel like, I mean, I feel like a seven-day bender after some kind of fucking crazy-ass experience like this is just, she can't be judged. Yeah, I think think that should be a judgment-free zone. But as we all know, God's all about the judgment. He is. At the end of seven days, the word of the Lord came to me, son of man. I have made you a watchman for the people of Israel, so hear the word I speak and give warning from me. When I say to a wicked person, you will surely die, and you do not warn them or speak out to dissuade them from their evil ways in order to save their life, that wicked person will die from their sin, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the wicked person and they do not turn from their wickedness or their evil ways, they will die for their sin, but you will have saved yourself. I wonder if this plays a big part in evangelism in general. 
You think? I mean, probably. I, I could see pastors using this to convince their congregation. It's like, listen, you have to go out there and persuade people away from the sin. I'm not it, sure. If you see people saying. sinning, if, if you see something, say something. <laughs> right. And, and uh, I mean, the, the, I could see them using this to persuade them to like, listen, if you don't tell people how God don't like this shit, then, you know, your ass is going to be responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I think part of this is also, too, because God told him to do that. And he seven days later, he wasn't doing that. Well, yeah, but in the New Testament, Jesus tells everybody to go and do that. You know, the Great Commission and stuff. Right. I'm just talking about Ezekiel right now. I know. Yeah. So in Ezekiel, he tells uh he God tells Ezekiel to do that. And Ezekiel is a prophet. So not every person is a prophet. So I'm not sure it seems reasonable that they could use this. Well, yeah, but um I mean but I'm not sure that they do. I don't know. I, I would think that they would, considering that uh, Ezekiel is a forerunner of Jesus. Um I didn't grow up in um e- in any kind of evangelical or fundamental kind yeah. of situation. So I just don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, when a righteous person turns from their righteousness and does evil, and I put a stumbling block before them, they will die. Since you did not warn them, they will die for their sin. The righteous things that person did will not be remembered, and I will hold you accountable for their blood. But if you do warn the righteous person not to sin and they do not sin, they will surely live because they took warning and you will have saved yourself. So as long as you tell them that they're going the wrong way mm-hmm. you save yourself whether they listen or they don't right you don't have to convince them you just have to tell them then they get to decide right. free will and all free will and shit <laughs> the hand of the lord was on me oh okay so now we're going to get into where god takes ezekiel to the plane and gives him the five signs okay okay Uh, Then the hand of the Lord was on me, and there he said to me, get up and go out to the plain, and there I will speak to you. So I got up and went out to the plain, and the glory of the Lord was standing there, like the glory I had seen by the Kebar River, and I fell face down. Then the Spirit came into me and raised me to my feet. Once again. (laughs) Once again, the puppet (laughs) uses him as a puppet. puppet prophet. He spoke to me and said, go shut yourself inside your house, and you, son of man, They will tie up with ropes. You will be bound so that you cannot go out among the people. I will make your tongue stick to the roof of your mouth so that you will be silent and unable to rebuke them, for they are a rebellious people. But when I speak to you, I will open your mouth and you shall say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Whoever will listen, let them listen. And whoever will refuse, let them refuse, for they are a rebellious people." So this this sign here is a sign of confinement. He's going to use this as a sign to the uh is to the Israelites um to demonstrate that one he's a prophet, mm-hmm. but also that they're stubborn and they'll be confined. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh a sign of siege is the next one. Now, son of man, take a block of clay, put it in front of you and draw the city of Jerusalem on it. Then lay siege to it. Erect siege works against it. Build a ramp up to it, set camps against it and put battering rams around it. Then take an iron pan, 
Place it as an iron wall between you and the city and turn your face toward it. It will be under siege and you should shall besiege it. This will be a sign to the people of Israel. You ready for the third sign? Mm, yes. This is the one of discomfort. Uh-oh. Then lie on your left side and put the sin of the people of Israel upon yourself. You are to bear their sin for the number of days you lie on your side. I have assigned you the same number of days as the years of their sin. So 390 days you will bear the sin of the people of Israel. So that's how many years the people of Israel have been sinners. 390 years. Yeah. And so that's how many days he has to lie on his left side and bear the sins of Israel. Up his ass. It does not actually say that. It doesn't not say it. After you have finished this, lie down again, this time on your right side, and bear the sin of the people of Judah. I have assigned you 40 days, a day for each year. Turn your face toward the siege of Jerusalem and with bared arm prophecy against her. I will tie you up with ropes so that you cannot turn from one side to the other until you have finished the days of your siege. Uh, Now we're going to get into defiled food. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Mm -hmm. Take wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and spelt. Put them in a storage jar and use them to make bread for yourself. You are to eat it during the 390 days you lie on your side. Weigh out 20 shekels of food to eat each day and eat it at set times. Also measure out a sixth of a hin of water and drink it at set times. Eat the food as you would a loaf of barley bread. Bake it in the sight of the people using human excrement for fuel, the Lord said. In this way, the people of Israel will eat defiled food among the nations where I will drive them. So this is supposed to be a sign to the Israelite people that the prophet is eating food made over excrement. Mm -hmm. And it's a sign to them that their food will also be defiled. Not necessarily in the same way, but, you know, there's certain foods that they're not allowed to eat because they're unclean Mm -hmm. and they don't follow those rules. We know they don't follow those rules. And so that's a problem. Um, But this was just, this was one, this was just a bit too far. One line that Ezekiel just can't cross. So, So Ezekiel said to God, not so sovereign Lord, I have never defiled myself from my youth until now. I have never eaten anything found dead or torn by wild animals. No impure meat has ever entered my mouth. Mm-hmm. Very well, he said, I will let you bake your bread over cow dung instead of human excrement. Oh, thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. So the Ezekiel bread that you can buy in stores has Ezekiel 4.9 on it. Which we've already done. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, maybe it's not the shit the shit cooking part, but it, it's really hard not to like envision like using shit to cook this bread that apparently is a Christian thing to do. Maybe not Christian, just, you know, Abrahamic. So Ezekiel 4.9 is just take the wheat and barley, beans and lentils, millet and spelt, put them in a storage jar and use them to make bread for yourself. You are to eat it during the 390 days you lie on your side. Oh, okay. So I guess, my, my guess is that's what their bread's made out of. Yeah. Like, look at that. When, what's the, what are the ingredients they say right there? It's split into six pieces. Oh, yeah. Wheat, barley, millet, lentils, soybeans, and spelt. Yeah. 
Yeah, all of that, but it doesn't go as far as to say. And then Ezekiel you was supposed to use his own shit, but he ended up using cow shit in order to cook this. I wonder if on the back it's in the fine print, like we <laughs> cooked this over cow dung. <laughs> <laughs> Made fresh daily with cow shit. <clears throat> I, I know they keep it in the uh, in the freezer section, like the cold section. That's well, that's they because they probably don't sell enough of it to, you know what I mean? <laughs> Probably goes bad. (laughs) Nobody wants to eat the cow shit bread. (laughs) No. He then said to me, uh, son of man, I am about to cut off the food supply in Jerusalem. The people will eat rationed food in anxiety and drink rationed water in despair for food and water will be scarce. They will be appalled at the sight of each other and will waste away because of their sin. So the defiled food was supposed to be a sign of the coming famine. Mm hmm. Which God's also going to cause. Right. Yeah. Do you know what is also a title for Jesus? What? The Son of Man. Well, true. It's mm-hmm. kind of a weird dink, I think, but <laughs> I just turned into Dr. Seuss there for a second. But anyways, go ahead. Okay. People are going to get fucked up. Okay. food. Okay. Uh, are you ready for the fifth and final sign? <sighs> yes, please. Let's okay. do it. Okay. Now, son of man, take a sharp sword and use it as a barber's razor to shave your head and your beard. Then take a set of scales and divide up the hair. When the days of your siege come to an end, burn a third of the hair inside the city. Take a third and strike it with the sword all around the city and scatter a third to the wind. For I will pursue them with drawn sword. But take a few hairs and tuck them away in the folds of your garment. Again, take a few of these and throw them into the fire and burn them up. A fire will spread from there to all Israel. So this is kind of symbolic, all right, of how he's going to destroy the people of Israel and the ways that he's going to do it, the three different ways, right? But he he reminds him, take a few hairs and tuck them in the folds of your garment. That's your remnant. Mm. The hairs are representative of the Israelites. Yeah. Okay. Um. This is what the sovereign Lord says. This is Jerusalem, which I have set in the center of the nations, the countries all around her. Yet in her wickedness, she has rebelled against my laws and decrees more than the nations and countries around her. She has rejected my laws and not followed my decrees. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. You have been more unruly than the nations around you and have not followed my decrees or kept my laws. You have not even conformed to the standards of the nations around you. Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself am against you, Jerusalem, and I will inflict punishment on you in the sight of the nations. Because of all your detestable idols, I will do to you what I have never done before and will never do again. Just kind of weird because like he's killed everybody on the planet before, save a few. Yeah. Therefore, in your midst, parents will eat their children and children will eat their parents. I will inflict punishment on you and will scatter your survivors to the winds. Therefore, surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because you have defiled my sanctuary with all your vile images and detestable practices, I myself will shave you. I will not look on you with pity or spare you. A third of your people will die of the plague or perish by famine inside you. Okay, that's the third of the hair he burned, right? Right. A third will fall by the sword outside your walls. That's why he was smacking a third of it with sword. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And a third I will scatter to the winds and pursue with drawn sword. That's the third he scatters in the wind, right? Right. 
Then my anger will cease and my wrath against them will subside and I will be avenged. And when I have spent my wrath on them, they will know that I, the Lord, have spoken in my zeal. Not the people who are dead, I mean, but the few that are left, right? Right. Because the ones that are dead, they're just dead. They're fucked. (laughs) They didn't really learn anything. They're just gone. (laughs) I will make you a ruin and a reproach among the nations around you in the sight of all who pass by. You will be a reproach and a taunt, a warning and an object of horror to the nations around you when I inflict punishment on you in anger and in wrath and with stinging rebuke. I, the Lord, have spoken. When I shoot at you with my deadly and destructive arrows of famine, I will shoot to destroy you. I will bring more and more famine upon you and cut off your supply of food. I will send famine and wild beasts against you and they will leave you childless. Plague and bloodshed will sweep through you and I will bring the sword against you. I, the Lord, have spoken. He sounds like a loving, forgiving, and awesome God, doesn't he? No. (laughs) (laughs) Also, wouldn't it be awesome if if somebody did a barbershop where they cut hair with (laughs) broadswords? That would not be awesome. It would be awesome. It's like you just see the barber standing there like in a pose with their swords right before them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, do you need a shave, sir? We only have one type, <laughs> clean shaven. And he you know, like, takes out the broadsword. He's like, are you ready? Let me lather you up. <laughs> uh, there was a salon that I went to one time that the, they only cut hair with um, like uh, straight razors, like even women's hair. Yeah. Like they didn't have scissors. They cut my hair with straight razors. So again, he's going to totally fuck everybody up. But he's going to save a few. But the few that are left are going to be in ruin and reproach and still probably going to suffer. Well, awesome. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want to live in that kind of world? I mean, definitely the Israelites want to, right? I mean, I'm not sure that they do, but they probably feel like they don't have a choice because rule by fear. God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, now he's got another prophecy. You ready? Yeah. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, set your face against the mountains of Israel, prophecy against them and say, you mountains of Israel, hear the word of the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says to the mountains and hills, to the ravines and valleys. I'm about to bring a sword against you because fuck earth, right? Yeah, exactly. And I will destroy your high places. Your altars will be demolished and your incense altars will be smashed. And I will slay your people in front of your idols. I will lay the dead bodies of Israelites in front of their idols and I will scatter your bones around your altars. Wherever you live, the towns will be laid waste and the high places demolished so that your altars will be laid waste and devastated. Your idols smashed and ruined, your incense altars broken down, and what you have made wiped out. Your people will fall slain among you and you will know I am the Lord. Shit. This seems excessive. <laughs> yeah, so like are the Israelite bodies like are they are they deboned and then laid out and then I think it's, it's like probably some of are... both. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like some of them their bodies are just gonna be laid there and then he's just gonna rip their flesh from their bones and put the bones elsewhere. Put the bones scattered about and then I mm-hmm. guess maybe the skin I'm not sure what he's gonna do with the skin sacks. I don't know. This is fucked up. But I will spare some. <laughs> for so, so good and kind of you yeah. there lord for some of you will escape the sword when you are scattered among the lands and nations then in the nations where they have been carried captive those who escape will remember me how i have been grieved by their adulterous hearts which i have turned away from me 
and by their eyes, which have lusted after their idols, they will loathe themselves for the evil they have done and for all their detestable practices. And they will know that I am Lord. I did not threaten in vain to bring this calamity on them. So like he wants them to hate themselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hate yourself for sin. And that's why that's one of the reasons why people suffer so much now at the hands of religion. Hate yourself for your sin. Yeah. And they do. I kind of feel like this is like one of those sorority things where they have the girls stand up like on a box or something and then they circle their fat. And it, you've not heard of that? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- so this is some of the kind of hazing shit that some sororities have done in the past. They'll have the girls stand up and like uh, all of the sorority sisters will like walk around and circle every individual part where there's like fat on their bodies. And, like, really shame them for that kind of thing. I feel like it's the same thing that God's doing right here. And it's like, you know, you're supposed to hate yourself for all of your impurity and all this other shit. Yeah, see, I didn't rush sorority because I think they're terrible bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, you know... the the guys have pretty horrible rush things that they do. I mean, they do. I, I believe here in Alabama, isn't it like illegal to like do that now? I think it's illegal most places. Yeah. Um. There are at uh, at University of Kentucky where I went to uh, for, when I went for undergrad. They uh they've had a they had a couple of fraternity houses shut down because of that shit. Like complete yeah. and and not just the houses shut down, but the fratern like those chapters disbanded. Right. Hmm. Yeah, and we we were watching what was that Matt Damon movie about the uh, secret society or something? I can't remember. There's a movie with Matt Damon in it. He's part of a secret society, and he mm-hmm. goes on later to like be a part of the CIA or something like that. But in any case, the secret society had like a whole rush thing that they did. But mm-hmm. basically, they just had all of the new guys like naked wrestling mud while like all of the other people pissed on them. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up. It's it's silly what people will do to like be accepted into a group. It it just yeah. it's it's actually it's silly, but it's also very sad. Like if there are people who are being abusive to you to like ex- to as as like a criteria for you to be accepted into the group, find another group. Yeah. Like seriously. You don't need that shit in your life. <laughs> <laughs> there are plenty of fine people. It's definitely not worth it. I agree. Okay, are you ready to continue? Oh, definitely. This is what the the Sovereign Lord says. Strike your hands together and stamp your feet and cry out, Alas, because of all the wicked and detestable practices of the people of Israel, for they will fall by the sword, famine, and plague. One who is far away will die of the plague, and one who is near will fall by the sword, and anyone who survives is spared will die of famine. <laughs> so i will pour out my wrath on them and they will know that i am the lord when their people lie slain among their idols around their altars on every high hill and on all the mountaintops under every spreading tree and every leafy oak places where they offered fragrant incense to all their idols and i will stretch out my hand against them and make the land a desolate waste from the desert to dibla dibla is also known as i think it's ribla yeah ribla um, in most Hebrew manuscripts, it, manuscripts, it's known as Ribla. Oh, okay. Uh, wherever they live, then they will know that I am the Lord. It seems like there's a better way to show people that you're God. 
<clears throat> yeah, you would think so. I mean, surely there are some uh, better ways that you can let them know not to fuck with you than. But I mean, apparently, genocide's it. Yeah. Yeah. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. This is what the sovereign Lord says to the land of Israel. The end. The end has come upon the four corners of the land. The end is now upon you, and I will unleash my anger against you. I will judge you according to your conduct and repay you for all your detestable practices. I will not look on you with pity. I will not spare you. I will surely repay you for your conduct and for the detestable practices among you. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Disaster. Unheard of disaster. See, it comes. The end has come. The end has come. It rouses its, it has roused itself against you. See, it comes. Doom has come upon you, upon you who dwell in the land. The time has come. The day is near. There is panic, not joy on the mountains. I am about to pour out my wrath on you and spend my anger in sight against you. I will judge you according to your conduct and repay you for all your detestable practices. I will not look on you with pity. I will not spare you. I will repay you for your conduct and for the detestable practices among you. I know it seems like I just repeated the same thing, but I didn't. It's in there twice. Just to make sure you knew. You know how God likes to be repetitive <laughs> about shit. It's yeah. so that people are sure to remember this shit, but they always forget. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then you will know that it is I, the Lord who strikes you. See the day, see it comes. Doom has burst forth. The rod has budded. Arrogance has blossomed. Violence has arisen. A rod to punish the wicked. None of the people will be left. None of that crowd. None of their wealth. Nothing of value. The time has come. The day has arrived. Let not the buyer rejoice, nor the seller grieve, for my wrath is on the whole crowd. The seller will not recover the property that was sold as long as both buyer and seller live. For the vision concerning the whole crowd will not be reversed. Because of their sins, not one of them will preserve their life. They have blown the trumpet. They have made all things ready. But no one will go into battle. For my wrath is on the whole crowd. Outside is the sword. Inside are the plague and famine. Those in the country will die by the sword. Those in the city will be devoured by famine and plague. The fugitives who escape will flee to the mountains. Like doves of the valleys, they will all moan, each for their own sins. Every hand will go limp. Every leg will be wet with urine. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. They're all going to piss themselves. Yeah. Yeah. They will put on sackcloth and be clothed with terror. Every face will be covered with shame and every head will be shaved. They will throw their silver into the streets and their gold will be treated as a thing unclean. Their silver and gold will not be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath. It will not satisfy their hunger or fill their stomachs, for it has caused them to stumble into sin. They took pride in their beautiful jewelry and used it to make detestable idols. They made it into vile images. Therefore, I will make a thing unclean for them and will give their wealth as a plunder to foreigners and as loot to the wicked of the earth who will defile it. I will turn my face away from the people and robbers will desecrate the place I treasure. They will enter it and they will defile it. Prepare chains, for the land is full of bloodshed and the city is full of violence. I will bring the most wicked of nations to take possessions of their houses. I will put an end to the pride of the mighty and their sanctuaries will be desecrated. When it comes to terror, they will seek peace in vain. Calamity upon calamity will come and rumor upon rumor. They will go searching for a vision from the prophet. Priestly instruction in the law will cease. The council of the elders will come to an end. The king will mourn. The prince will be clothed with despair, and the hands of the people of the land will tremble. 
I will deal with them according to their conduct and by their own standards, I will judge them. It seems kind of like it's your standards, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Then they will know that I am the Lord. Okay. They didn't know that he was the Lord before, I guess. Well, they didn't take him seriously, obviously. Well, I mean, he's not like really showing like himself to them. Like, it's not like he's walking in there with his pants on fire and like his Iron Man <laughs> outfit. And he's like, I am the Lord, guys. He sends the prophets, but they yeah. can't know which ones are the real prophets and which ones are the fake prophets. So it makes until it kind of difficult. Just, in, to, until he inflicts massive amounts of pain on them. Yeah, it's really fucky. Anyway, that's all for today. Thank God. I know we try, we tried to get through it as quickly as possible. It was it was a lot. Um, next week we're gonna have we're gonna continue in Ezekiel. Um, he's gonna go to Jerusalem, and they're going to discuss idolatry in the temple. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are gonna die. Uh, we're gonna lose some glory. You never want to lose the glory of the Lord. Um, no, that's re- you're really fucked up whenever you do that. Uh huh. The corrupt leaders are going to be judged, so we're going to have some judgy shit going on. Obviously judgy shit. Mm -hmm. Ezekiel, speaking for the Lord, he's going to talk about the promise of restoration, Mm -hmm. Uh, and then he's going to go back to Tel Aviv for another bender. I mean, I would, after all of this shit, like, y'all are going to get deboned, your carcasses will be over here, (laughs) your bones are going to be over there, you're all fucked, Mm -hmm. give me some Jack Daniels. (laughs) That's what's going to (laughs) happen. All right. Well, next time we've got more death, despair, and drunken binges. (laughs) And uh, if you guys want to learn more about EZE next week, then you'll have to come back next week. Mm -hmm. Uh, Be sure to smash that like button and subscribe if you like Bible studies like this. I don't know why you fucking would. but Because it's awesome. Well, it's us reading the Bible. Obviously, that's why you want to subscribe. I'm just mm-hmm. saying the Bible's kind of horrible. <laughs> it is, but you know. <laughs> when you actually read it. It you is. Know, it's really terrifying. You know, yesterday on the on the channel, we were talking about morality. Mm-hmm. I hope that you can see why I call bullshit on God being the moral foundation of all reality. It, Agreed. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, subscribe. And as always, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathen.